Welcome to Hey There Sunshine. We all know life can be dark and grey at times, but this podcast is about finding your sunshine and how to have more of it in our lives. If you want to hear real stories from everyday people, chats with health professionals and self-reflections, then this is the podcast for you. Let's break the stigma of mental health and open up the conversations. absolutely loved this episode it is so good Claire from Mamahood My Way and I have just an awesome conversation back and forth about self-care and gosh it's good I think everyone needs to listen to it I'm just um yeah I just think there's so much good information in there and for some people that think um self-care is that that buzzword it might just help you see it differently in that it can be just the simple things. Um, Claire really goes through some great examples of, I'm going to stuff this up, but like if you've got no energy and no time and then she kind of builds up from there if you've got more time and a bit more energy and then if you've got lots of time and lots of energy and maybe a bit of funds to support something, she yeah, is just a wealth of knowledge in this area. And yeah, just we really align and have very similar views on self-care. So we have a really, really good conversation. Um, My recommendation for this week is actually another podcast. It's, um, so if you haven't listened to Hamish Blake's How Other Dads Dad podcast, it's, yeah, I love listening to it. It's so good. Um, But I want to recommend a particular episode it's with Maggie Dent, um, and I think it's called How Maggie Dent Helps Dad's Dad. <laughs> and it's only, um, it's quite recent. I think it's only maybe three or four episodes ago, if you like scroll back through the feet, like through the list. Um, and honestly, I just really, really loved listening to Hamish and Maggie um, talk. They talk about heaps of really good stuff about... Um, just simple things about how to make sure your kids know that you love them. I know that sounds so simple. Um, and I know Hamish does talk about that in other episodes as well, but I just, yeah. And also Maggie really talks about how, I guess, young boys and young girls sort of cope with things differently. And I just, I found some really useful stuff about how to sort of go about things with Bo um, and just understanding how females and males process things differently, like not just children but adults. And it talked a lot about how a lot of dads um, really need that sort of time and space to process things before they talk about things and don't want to dwell on things so much. And like, I just was really relating to that. Like, um, yeah, I guess as an example, when we, I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast, but if you follow along on stories, I've um, talked about it. Um, My son, Alfie, who's one, he's had two febrile convulsions in the last five weeks or so. And after the first one, all I wanted to do was talk. I just wanted to talk and talk and go over every little detail. Whereas um, my husband was like happy to do that for a little bit. And then he's like, okay, I've had enough now. And what Maggie talks about in the podcast episode with Hamish, I was like, oh, okay, that makes so much sense and could just relate it in so many other ways as well. And yeah, I, I don't think that's a podcast just for dads. I really enjoy as a mum listening to it as well. So I highly recommend that episode. But yeah, um, let's get into our chat with the beautiful Claire. Okay, hello. Welcome to episode nine of the Hey There Sunshine podcast. Today we have the self-care queen. That's what I'm calling her anyway. The beautiful Claire Jackson from Mamahood My Way. Welcome, Claire. 
Hello, Courtney. Thanks so much for having me. No worries. I'm so excited to have you on. I think we're going to have a really, really good discussion that a lot of people get lots from today. Um, so I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about how Mamahood My Way started. Oh, sure. Okay. So we're going to rewind a few years. So I'm a mum of one little boy. He is almost three. Can't quite believe that. But um, it was he was a wee pandemic baby. And essentially, look, I'm, I've got a whole podcast episode dedicated to this. If you so wish to dive into the full story, but basically, um, you know, typical, typical situation where the birth did not go to plan. And I ended up with a lot of post-traumatic stress after it was a 72-hour labour. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. And full-on, like, full-on in labour contractions. And um, unfortunately, four failed epidurals from two anaesthetists. Um, it was just a fucking shit show. I, I don't know if I can swear on this Oh, yeah, podcast. you can, absolutely. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a swearer. Uh, hi, guys. I'm a chronic swearer because I'm Scottish. Um, that's probably what I can blame on. So I it ended up, after those 72 long, hard hours of labour, thinking I'm going to, you know, we're going to get there, it ended in an emergency bloody C-section. Mm. And so I was just so broken from those four days. It was just, uh, it, it wasn't great. And to top it all, the icing on the cake, I think, which, which actually ended up being worse, was our breastfeeding didn't go to plan. So I was so, so focused on being able to breastfeed to the point that I'd done a bloody course in advance. Like, you know how you do your prenatal, Mm -hmm. whatever, breath techniques and all that stuff. Well, I'd done a breastfeeding course and I was so, so devastated that because of latch issues and supply issues and he had reflux and colic and it, you know, he just wasn't thriving, as they say, mm. which is not what any mother wants to hear. So I was a bit of a shell of a human. I'm not going to lie. And look, I'm very much, uh, let's get this done, you know, set goals, go after them, ambitious, like I, I'm quite a career driven woman. So I, and I've always kind of just gone for what I want and moved to Australia on my own, like just to give you a sense of like the type of person I am to then be faced with something that's meant to be the most natural thing in the world, i.e. birthing your child and breastfeeding, and for those two things to go so wrong in a pandemic without my family, basically it was not a good situation, and I was just broken. So I um, I was lucky that I had had you know enough experience with mental health or lucky or unlucky um, yeah. in the decades prior in my life to know that I really wasn't okay. I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping at all. Even when the baby was sleeping, you know, people would say sleep when they're sleeping, which just triggered me so much because I mm-hmm. couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep a wink. I was so neurotic um, and I had no attachment to Brody. Well, limited. I knew that I had to keep him safe. Like I knew that I had to protect him fiercely and I knew that I needed to make sure that he was kept alive. That was like my fundamental instinct, but I didn't have that love bubble, blissful newborn thing. Mm, that's um, feeling that you would have imagined that you would have. Exactly. And you yeah. felt like what you everyone should have that everyone explains. Like Yeah. When I put yeah. up my birth announcement, everyone was commenting on Facebook like, oh enjoy the enjoy the newborn bubble and mm. soak up every minute. And I was just like reject, reject, like I'm not feeling this at all. Yeah. So fast forward, you know, it was really struggle. Like every feed was really horrific. I was in pain. He was out of his mind he was dropping weight like no tomorrow we had so many um, maternal health like specialists come out and I felt like I was under scrutiny from the healthcare system and like I had lactation consultants and paid for all this support um, and in the meantime I was trying to sort of help myself so I got you know more traditional forms of, of support and medical intervention like I was I accessed a, a mental health care plan um, and was actually put on antidepressants which I hadn't been on in over a decade 
And it was a big decision, but I knew that I was really struggling and it was not okay for anyone uh, in the family. So that started to help me feel a bit better, but the damage had been done. I mean, it was only sort of three months, but I was that was a long three months. Like I was awake for three months. I was yeah, just wow. existing for three months. And on the outside, I probably looked all right because I was holding my shit together like I put a face on it but then that just makes it worse right yeah so look I had um I had an invitation to attend a retreat for women um just about a couple of hours outside of Adelaide uh when I was pregnant and I was like oh I don't know when he's gonna come like the baby I think it's too close to my due date like I'm not gonna come this time but she was running another one and she got in touch and she was like, you know, I know I'm just reaching out on the off chance and I don't know what made her reach out. Like she's a mum of two. She knows like postpartum, you know, typically you don't leave your baby. Like that's not what we do, right? We're we're there to feed and provide and, and nurture and care and sort of support our babies. And um I don't know, something in me was like, I, I'm desperate. Like, I need to come back to myself. And yes. I get emotional every time I speak about it. But I said yes. So when Brody was, that's my son, was five months old, I went to this retreat. So it seemed like fate, right? Because we actually co-owned with my in-laws at the time a holiday house, which was only like two kilometers away from the retreat house amazing victor harbour mm-hmm. so josh agreed my husband to take time off work to allow me to come to the retreat and he would visit and and luckily the retreat host was so supportive because really it's it's not really a place for babies to come like it's a women's retreat we're meant to come and connect with ourselves and ground ourselves um but she was amazing and let me have visits with him in the day just once a day so that I could see him so it was for two nights like sort of two and a half days and I it changed my life it changed my life it I would say you know it really was the epicenter of my recovery being able to really get to the heart of what was happening for me and understand it because when we can understand it we can do something about it and it was the start of like my I've always dabbled in self-development and kind of um, looking for the next, my next level self, as people like to refer to it as, but not really in such an intentional way. Um, But that's what kicked it all off. And fast forward, it took me about a year in another couple of retreats to start Mamahood My Way. So I I basically went on this self-discovery, healing in postpartum journey where I really looked inward and did a lot of inner work um, with coaches and through self-development resources and courses. And and from that, I, I basically um, decided, you know what, I want to talk about this, like the power of supporting ourselves. And I started Mommy and My Way as, a, as an Instagram page. Um, and I, I started a podcast and I just share, you know, things about my experience in postpartum over the 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 year and uh, that I, I was going through it all. And now, you know, that was only about 15 months ago. And I've since, you know, started venturing into running my own retreats for mamas now um, because I know how nurturing and supportive they can be when whether you're in the trenches or not they can be a lifeline they they can be just the tonic that you need when you need to you know we overuse this phrase but really not just fill our cup but take it to overflow so that is the grassroots in a nutshell ish (laughs) (laughs) that's so amazing and I can yeah relate to so much of what you're saying about um yeah sort of going on this kind of journey after um, after having little kiddos, they definitely, mm. yeah, there's so many, I guess, traumas and things that, yeah, that just really surprise us that we, that just hit us harder than what you would ever expect. Absolutely. And, um, <clears throat> yeah. 
And I think that's so amazing that you said yes to that retreat and look where you are now. How amazing. Oh, it's one of those sliding door moments. I don't know where I'd be. I'm sure I would have found another route, but it's just opened up my my life and my heart. And now, you know, the bond, the connection I have with my son and all the healing, where I'm able to channel it is just, it feels like a gift. And I, I'm able to just share all of this goodness. And it doesn't feel like, it, it feels like it was meant to happen. It doesn't feel so hard. It doesn't feel so full of grief, the whole experience. And it slowly allowed me to kind of let go of the pain around that experience, which didn't obviously go the way that we wanted it at all. But it's it's it almost has been for a reason, you know? Mm, absolutely. And so this is all, uh, I guess, helped you to really prioritise your own self-care, which is about what our episode is about today. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I, this is my favourite topic in the whole world. I know. And when I came across, I haven't even mentioned, I've talked about it before and I know you have too, but the way I came across Claire was it was a few days before the Miss Sunshine event and I was at the Sisterhood Cafe on Brighton Road um, and I saw a flyer for one of Claire's retreats sitting on the um, counter and sort of was like, oh, that sounds really amazing. So had a bit of a deep dive, looked at her website, went into the Instagram page and saw all her stuff about self-care and, like, just messaged her and sent her a photo. I was like, I saw your flyer. This looks so cool. Like, you're in Adelaide. Um, I feel like we're very similar vibes. Like, I'm talking about self-care on my Instagram as well. And, yeah, and then it was so funny because um, – I sort of said, oh, we were talking back and forth. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I'm organising a charity event this weekend. Let's keep talking next week. And then Claire said, Miss Sunshine? And I said, yes. And she's like, I'm going to that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Adelaide, but also serendipitous. That was oh. so meant to happen. Yeah, <laughs> so much. And then it turned out that Claire... Um, knows Louise who I went to high school with so just yeah obviously Adelaide is a small world but that just was so all meant to happen which is so cool. I loved it loved it (laughs) so today Claire and I are going to share our top five favorite um self-care habits so we're going to do one for one so Claire's going to share then I'm going to share and it'll be interesting because we have no idea what the other person's going to say. So we might talk about the same things, but it, we might connect with it differently or speak about it in a different way. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to hear your number one, Claire. Mm, well, it's not. I haven't gone in order. No, the, oh, sorry. Like, mine's not in order either. It's just five. Good. Five. I'm glad yeah. we're on the same page. But yeah. I have got a little bit of a suggestion on how to think about our self-care practices because I don't know about you, Courtney, but when I'm like, right, I need to do something for myself. I need to, you know, reset my nervous system or nourish myself or feel better or grind myself, whatever it is, whatever I need. Sometimes when we're overwhelmed, it's like another thing to do on the mental load, like another thing to think about, like what do I need right now? What what self-care is available? And and often we're like, well, I don't have enough time for X, Y, Z. So what I have, and I actually have a little free template on my website um, through my Instagram, but it basically, I split my, I have a self-care menu and I work with mums to create their own. And what it does is kind of split your self-care into three different categories. The first is like when you've got no time and no energy. So it has to be quick. The second is like you've got some time and some energy. So it might be like you've got an hour and you're, you know, you're, you're not depleted. You're not completely empty. And then the third is like you've got heaps of time and heaps of energy. So I'll start off with my number one, which is um, if you've got no time and no energy, this is something that I do every single day as a habit. And I now have managed to like stack on extra self-care practices um, a bit like habit stacking, but I like to call it self-care stacking. So pulling an affirmation card. So it mm. sounds super simple, but I have so many decks of these cards, right? But <laughs> all you need is one. 
but I like to have one in different rooms and um, depending so that I'm prompted um, to use them but I have a favorite and every day in the morning when I'm making my coffee I just pull one of these cards I shuffle and when I'm shuffling I am thinking to myself what do I need to know today and it just makes me feel really empowered it gives me hope it makes me feel positive it kind of gives me a bit of a dopamine hit if it's a good card that is (laughs) (laughs) um and it's just a really easy way um to connect to yourself and like what you need it can give you little messages or clues for what to focus on throughout the day so I love um my affirmation cards and you know now I'll stack that with oils um some breath work as in a couple of deep breaths um maybe go and put my feet on the grass and my face in the sun afterwards I love that. That's, yeah, such a simple thing. And, yeah, like even to have it like next to the coffee machine or something so that, yeah, like you're putting those habits together. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, So my number one is my skincare Mm. Um, because it's something that is a non-negotiable for me. I do it every day. It feels luxurious. I feel like I connect back with myself, you know, that, you know, rubbing something on your face. Um. I often use a gua sha, which just really feels like, um, again, that luxurious thing. What's that? A gua sha is like those stone things that you use like along your jawline and all over your face and it's meant to like help with lymphatic drainage and it's meant to help with like puffiness and all that sort of thing. Mm. And just that like um, pressure on your face, I don't know, there's something about it for me. I'm a real like... I love massage and all that sort of thing. So it's kind of doing that for myself. Like it like loosens my jaw. I get very like, I find I get very tense in my jaw. Um, so I find that practice like really special and like a really nice way to end my day. Mm. Um, and I also, I guess, habit stack with that and like wouldn't say every do it every time, but often I'll do the same thing with breath and like put my hand on my heart and take three deep breaths um yeah and the other thing with that is like probably like a not much time thing but even just like if the kids are in the bath or whatever I'll just like put on a face mask while Mm. they're in there already so like I'm doing something for myself but I'm also like dealing with bedtime but it still feels like oh I've like done this I can wash it off later when they've gone to sleep I love that because often we don't have the time in every day to find for ourselves like there isn't that pocket or or we just get to the end of the day and it's like I just want to like veg out and numb out with with a scroll and some Netflix series which doesn't always feel like self-care so to be able to build that into bedtime routine which can sometimes be painful yeah for um many of us (laughs) that it's like okay it takes the edge off it's like oh okay, yes, they're kicking off and it's a shit show, but I've got my face mask on. I've got, you know, I'm taking care of me in the process as well. It's like I'll sometimes pour a glass of wine when it's bathtub. Love that. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just like a real, yeah, you're doing something for you while you're in sort of the thick of that time. What's your number two? Well, quite um, connected, so a good follow-on. So if you've got some time and some energy, so maybe like half an hour to an hour, I love to have a ritualised shower or bath. So what I mean by ritualising your shower or bath is bringing in things to create an experience for yourself. So for the shower, what I like to do is just drop three or four essential oils at the bottom of the shower when I've switched it on. I'll put on my um, speaker and link a really nice playlist. I've got a beautiful playlist um, on Mama Hood My Way on Spotify. That's just, it's called Reset and it's just like yummy, delicious spa type music. Mm. Uh, so I'll put that on. You get those like shower things that you can like fizz as well if you want to buy something bougie um, for the shower. And then a bit like you with your skincare, I've got lots of products for the shower so I've got a body oil and I've got a cleanser and I've got really nice shampoo that smells like being in like a rainforest and just I have 
invested a little bit in those products because I noticed that being in the shower or being in water um, actually does. Sorry, babe, hey there. are you there? Yeah. Sorry, babe, I got cut off. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Um, I, yeah, I, uh, being in the bath or the shower um, is just a place that makes me feel really good. So I, I know that I want to, like, make the most of that time when I can afford to take a bit more time that's not just, like, in and out. So, yeah, I'll use my oils. I'll put my music on. I'll take my time. I have a little bit of a routine, and I ritualize it. I might do some stretches, gentle stretches, um, and just make it, like, really luxurious for myself. That's amazing. I love that. And you've just reminded me because I used to do the oils in the bottom of the shower and I've mm. forgotten. So thank you for that little reminder because I haven't done that in ages. Mm, get them back out, babe. Yeah, I will. Thank you. Um, my number two is very simple, walking. I like. I feel like people, if they follow my Instagram stories, would see I'm out walking quite a lot. Mm. Um, I love the movement. I love like I just love walking around and looking at people's gardens. <laughs> um, that's really like I'm like, oh, what plants have they got? And, yeah, I think probably because we've been doing landscaping stuff. But, yeah, I think outside, fresh air um, and either in silence or I'll often have a podcast in or maybe I phone a friend during that time oh, nice. or my mum or my sister. Like it's, um yeah. I love walking. That's a really easy one. And, you, yeah, you're also doing something really good for your health as well, as, as well as your mental health. So I love that. Oh, amazing. And every time you post of yourself walking, it reminds me that I, I want to do that more. So it's like a prompt for me. And I'm sure a lot of people will feel that. It's like a reminder, like, oh, I must get outside today. Like, I'm, hmm. I'm, I'm going to do that after this, actually, even if it's just around the block. Because I'm yeah. I'm really bad at walking. Um and yeah, I don't actually enjoy it much and I'm only a block away from the beach, which is so silly. So Oh I, my gosh, Claire. I yeah, know yeah. and I know how good <laughs> it is for me. But I'm yeah. sort of like I wanna I'm my preference is to smash out like a Pilates class. Yeah. Um, and everyone has their own things like But walking yeah. in the fresh air not only I know how good that is for you so uh, thank you for reminding me that I want to do more of that (laughs) all right what's your number three so if you have lots of time and lots of energy and a little bit of cash this one is a little bit more bougie and you you'll get a there's a bit of a theme going on here because I am totally in the vibe of treat yourself because Mm. motherhood is the hardest job in the world so what I like to do, and like I don't do this as often as I would like, but I definitely would say that I commit to this at least once a year, is a solo night away. Mm. I pick an Airbnb. I actually started this when I got gifted a night at my friend's Airbnb. She owns a beautiful Airbnb near you, actually, um, called Minutia mm. in, uh, in Unley. And it's so stunning. And she gifted it to me because she saw how much I was struggling in postpartum. And that was just after the retreat, like a few months after. And um, I that then spurred on this, this like empowerment practice, which is essentially I take myself away. I've got a book, my journal, um, my headphones and an overnight bag with my cards and my oils and, and whatever else I want to feel good. Um, big bag of chocolate and I just have a night to myself I don't call anyone I don't do anything other than look after myself and my um my needs for 24 hours and it is phenomenal you don't need to go far you know I sometimes just put away like 50 dollars a month until I have enough that I can go away and I just commit to that and and I notice when I when I when I haven't had it um because yeah I just I do really need that time out um for me so can't recommend a solo night away enough that's amazing and I'm gonna skip to what was my number five (laughs) (laughs) so this is my number I'm gonna change this to my number three but yeah alone time 
Um, I'm an extrovert, but I also really fill up my cup with alone time. And, um, yeah, recently Chris took the boys back to his parents and I had the night at home um, in my house by myself. And, like, as much as I love what you did, and I'm actually doing that as well (laughs) um, in November off the back of the hens in the Gold Coast, I've got a night, I've got two nights by myself um, in the Gold Coast. (laughs) Um, It'll be a bit of drinking and all that stuff, but I'm hoping the second night will be, like, chill. Um, But, yeah, I just, I really love alone time and, um, yeah, pre-kids, Chris used to work a lot. Um, on the weekends so I would and he still does sometimes but yeah I would have that time whereas now that's obviously a lot harder to find um so yeah I some people really I was talking to some friends about this the other day they were like I could not do that um what was the reason like I think they were like I'll get bored I like they would not know what to do like they don't know how to spend time with themselves mm. um I was like oh no I, like love it like when yeah when I had the house myself the other week like I went down to the beach twice you know I did the house stuff that I yeah um but yeah also journaled sat out on my front porch and had a coffee like just once you unlock the potential and what happens when you have time by yourself like proper concentrated and intensive time by yourself you can't not like you fall in love with it and I think we it's it's no wonder some of your friends are like oh no that I couldn't do that because we're just so used to being on the go serving others not stopping not having any time to to think or be alone and that's our normal but the magic that comes from the the practices that I guess you and I are converts to it (laughs) and uh, and we want to spread the message because it is such a big it, it can change like the course or the direction of your life and give you that toolkit that no matter what is thrown at you you know how to kind of support yourself that's kind of why I do it is like it's not always um needed in the moment but it's like for future me future me will thank me for taking that time out so I love alone time and even if it's an hour yeah um, yeah I like Josh took um my son out yesterday for a couple hours in the afternoon well and I was finishing up some work and I probably could have got the work done or just stopped and gone with them but I actually was like you know what I've been with Brody all weekend I was solo parent on Saturday like I actually need just that three to five p.m on a Sunday I had a bath like I did some some like small household things but mainly I was just chilling out I took I took Netflix into the bath and had a bit of chocolate. It was great. How good. I love that. <laughs> um, all right. We're up to number four, right? All right. This one is a bit of a, my wild card, I would say. So this is self-care that doesn't look like self-care, but 100% is. And that is asking for what you need. Mm-hmm. So actually thinking a lot of the time, in a state of like not feeling like we're okay, not feeling like things are really working for us, feeling overwhelmed, feeling burnt out, feeling like we're having to do all the things. I have a lot of conversations with mums where it's like frustration. You know, you only have to look at like a Facebook forum of a mums group and it's like, you know, whether it's frustration with the kids or your partner or your setup at work or how your life is running basically and I think we forget like we get to decide we get to choose how that goes but we have to communicate what our needs are so ask for what you need whether that's a change in in your working pattern like with your job you know that is a big conversation but it's definitely something that we can ask for or even just taking one thing off your mental load and asking your partner like could you take over you know, booking the kids' dental appointments or doing the daycare paperwork or something that's that you have responsibility for, sorting the home insurance, whatever it is, ask mm. them to do it. <clears throat> Dividing the mental load. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you need an early night? Like, 
you know, maybe every night you just out the habit, like sit down with your partner and you feel like you kind of have to, but you actually want to just go to bed and sit and maybe you want to watch Netflix on your own in your room. Like you can ask for that. Maybe you need to, you know, look at the budget and get a cleaner. Like, you know, you've got all the cleaning responsibility and it doesn't matter if you're a bloody stay-at-home mum. Like maybe you need that support Um, or you need an extra day of daycare. Um, you need your partner to do an extra pickup at daycare. Um, something that we that I needed when I was going through my insomnia was to sleep in separate beds because every time my partner would move or like accidentally kick me, like he would wake me up and I would be awake for hours because I couldn't get back to sleep. Yeah. And we've continued to sleep in separate beds, which has been amazing. Can't recommend enough. Um, <laughs> but only yesterday did I ask my partner to do his own washing so we kind of share it at the moment but what I found he's a tradie and his clothes were totally screwing up hours like marks grease or oil or whatever it was and so I'm like right you can do your own like are you okay to do your own and, and I'll sort out bare and mine and he was happy with that so I just I, I was like right this is pissing me off I, it, I noticed it like for a few weeks and I was having to get the the vanish stain remover out but I was like, why do I just ask for things to be different? So ask yeah, for what of you being need. like passive aggressive and getting exactly. like then it builds up and you start getting like angry and they like and then all of a sudden you explode because there's all these oh, little course. things that you haven't voiced and half the time, yeah, it's just communicating. Like it's not like a lot of the time if you've got a really supportive partner, they're not gonna say no to like doing their own washing or exactly and or like doing pickup or whatever. Like you're a team. So many of my friends just do the things they do because they've always done them but just because you've always done them doesn't mean you always have to do them you get to choose a different way at any time and maybe it suited you at that life stage to be doing all the pickups and drop-offs at school or daycare but it doesn't anymore because you've started a side hustle and you have less time like really think about is your life serving you and your needs as much as everyone else's or are you kind of at the bottom of the pile and how do you move yourself up because actually we are actually the most important people in our lives and we need to make sure that our needs are served as well. So this is a great thing to do. It's like those things that bug you, what can you ask for to change them? Yeah, for sure. It's And I've gotten so much better at this. Um, but, yeah, it, it's hard. it is something that's really hard to change and to learn. But mm. so, like, <laughs> I think your partner will be so much happier knowing <laughs> like a lot of guys just want like I mean I guess if you're in a heterosexual relationship a lot of the time they just want directness and like logic um yes problem solving like clear instructions clear yeah, requests yeah. uh they need it to be spelled out which is fucking exhausting in itself but if we can make it really simple for them, it, you know, and you have a supportive partner in that way, then it you, you can make it ask, you know, you can ask in a really kind and gentle way. Mm. Um, it doesn't have to be direct, but it, it, do, it saves you having to get to the point of overload and b- blowing a fuse. Absolutely. I, I love that one. I'm loving this conversation. This is so good. <laughs> Me too. What's your number four? Uh, my number four is... Um, either a phone call or a catch-up over coffee or dinner or wine with a friend. I think mm. that just can, like, lift your mood so much. Um, yeah, I've got a couple of friends that are home on certain days. That's every now and again I'll call during a nap time and we'll both just be, like, folding washing and doing <laughs> household stuff but talking at the same time. It's just so nice, um, yeah, obviously to do that. And some of my friends don't live close to me like I've some of my best friends are like two hours away so I don't get to see them a lot so um yeah that means so much to me and I feel really lit up and just yeah oh there's nothing better it it is like the ultimate hanging out with people who get it who see you who hear you who you're just on the same page like and finding your tribe your mama tribe Mm -hmm. in the whole you know matrescent season is just so empowering. I've made so many new besties since becoming a mum. Um, and it's it's 
means the world like to spend time with them but it's isn't it harder it, it is a lot harder to, to bloody schedule it in yeah it's not a ve- like the diaries aligning and then getting mm-hmm. the the kids looked after and then it, one of us being sick or the kids being sick like it, I do find it really challenging and sometimes I'm like oh you know it's it, it, it does take a bit of effort but when you do it it's so worth it and so those phone calls are a great idea yeah yeah that's been amazing for me but yeah I agree like the yeah like there's sort of four of us that all live together in like the uni days and oh we it took so long for us to try and work out a a night like together like we're just going to stay at one of our houses and have that time um <laughs> And, yeah, it's, it is really hard. But I think if you commit to it and, um, yeah, sometimes it might be like four or five months in advance. But mm-hmm. <laughs> that's Yeah, I'm trying to do that just now with my girlfriends. So I met two friends, both expats, when I arrived in Adelaide seven years ago. They were the first friends I had. And one now lives in Brizzy. One still stays here near you, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's like us getting together is so precious we call each other the Adelaide bugs <laughs> um but we absolutely are trying to get this weekend together because we haven't been able to do it like I've caught up with my friend in Brizzy separately um my other friends caught up with her separately but we haven't been together as a three since I don't even know like yeah. years and so we're trying to get this to happen. So we're going for the Gold Coast, actually. So you have to give me your records after oh. you've been. In March, we're trying for March. So Amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm the driver. It always has to have someone, like, at the helm being like, right, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. Yeah. And that's me. But, yeah, I'm determined. Yeah, we, we, we started it and then we stopped because um, it just – wasn't the time but we are going to like the four of us um start a bank account and put money in there each fortnight or week or whatever and like once it gets to a certain amount then we'll go on a holiday together oh my god that's such a good idea yeah my one of the girls her mum has done that for years with her best friend and so we've kind of just used that idea but we actually need to get it happening again because everyone's now well, once I'm back at work next year, everyone will be back in a position, right. hopefully, to do that. But yeah, that's there a really you go. cool idea. That is to use that. That is your on your to do list is to reignite that for next year for sure. Yeah, for sure. Now, where are we up to? Five. Oh, yeah, you number five. So this is my look, my ultimate cup filler. I don't think it can get much better than this. And it's coming on a mama self-care sanctuary, which is what I run. Of course, I had to get a <laughs> bit plug of a plug. In there. <laughs> bit of a plug. So what I do is is offer three days, two nights for mamas just to land in the most luxurious space. Um, the next one is like right on the ocean front, and it is just absolute heaven on earth. So. We arrive on a Friday afternoon. It's like get unpacked, get all comfy, get in your cozies. And then we get taken through this experience for three days of like different self-care activities. So I have different women from the wellness world of South Australia come in and they deliver workshops, everything from like restorative yoga to breath work, Reiki, um, intuitive healing, feminine energetics and and uh, feminine embodiment and we also do a bit of, like creativity so we did like pottery at the last one but every every sanctuary is actually different it has a different program and it's just incredible to witness the transformation that happens in such a sh- short amount of time but I guess it's like packing so much concentrated self-care time into a 3D mini break um so much maybe that's what my friends need to save for next year oh my god that's such a good idea (laughs) yeah the february one has sold out well done (laughs) oh i'm so i'm looking at the names of every single woman that has said yes to themselves on my wall and i just yeah i'm so excited the group is incredible i mean i say that every time but it really is um, but the next one is in September, so I'm just I've just opened deposits for that, um, for anyone that wants to get their name down because I think 
yeah, there, I think there's a bit of a wait list already. And so it's... Oh, really? Yeah, it's a... Yeah, you just pay a deposit now and then there's a payment plan option or you can pay in full from any time after March. So that's what we're doing at the moment and organising. It's going to be, again, on a clifftop house in oh. the south of... The south of South... Like, near... um like Encounter Bay area than the one in September. I, I change up the location and the programme every time just to keep it fresh because some mamas come back for more. So I cannot bloody wait. And I just think to give yourself that as as time and, and something to look forward to and like really know that that's your time to really re-energise and, and set yourself up for either the rest of the year or the remainder of the year I just oh it's it's the most yummiest delicious experience um there's a wee video on my website that kind of brings it to life a bit more but oh I just yeah I'm obsessed will, I'll definitely make sure I link like your Instagram and the website and oh thank you all love. that information in the um show notes so that people can check that out I so want to come I need to <laughs> Um, maybe when we finish I'll talk to you more about that <laughs> I would love you to be there mate yeah. I think it would be amazing it'd be hard for me not to pull on you to to help me facilitate but I'll definitely oh, well uh, I, I would, would love you. that too <laughs> I would love that because I don't think um you might have seen but I'm I'm gonna have a go at my own little wellness day I guess um, I'm gonna be there at that I am a hundred percent well be this there one at that because I need it as much as anyone else yeah, this one I'm going to host in Port Broughton, which is a couple of hours. Oh, like, yeah, um, that's right. For like sort of my hometown community because I know it's like a real niche thing that so many people want to come to. Oh, um, but I want to be one in Adelaide as well. Well, yeah, and go do it to your home crowd and then bring it here, please. And I don't doubt it's going to be, yeah, every, we just need yeah. more of these things. We need more options, more experiences more opportunities just to have so that we can make this more regular because mum life is full time and it shouldn't take months and months before we think "Mm, I actually need to do something for me now yeah what's your last last one because yeah um really simple and so not something that everyone can do but I really I'm a good napper (laughs) um and I think you know I'm sort of still in the trenches of very much interrupted sleep um and yeah I'm very I'm like you um really find it hard to get back to sleep um I was a lot better at that when Alfie was younger but now I'm struggling to get back to sleep again like I was with Bo um yeah right but yeah so I've been getting really tired overwhelmed and I find just my brain is like in overdrive so um yeah love a good nap if I can fit it in Oh heaven! But, yeah, if you've sometimes got that skill, sometimes I feel groggy and worse afterwards. It's a bit of a fun life. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a there's a amount of time that they suggest like don't sleep over forty minutes or something like that yeah, until you tip over into that you know deep sleep, which makes you feel that grogginess. Yeah, it's like literally like a baby sleep cycle. We have the same mm-hmm. sleep. <laughs> oh yeah, and God, yeah. don't remind. You're taking me back to the days yeah. that you did. I know you're in the trenches still. Oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, is such anyway. a good one. And I think we need to often, you know, I know that we think, oh, but I've got so much to do. I've got so much to sort out. I should use this time. But napping and giving yourself like that rest is is absolutely productive. It is productive for your health. Like, yeah. if we don't have our health, we have nothing. We yeah. are literally reliant on our body to function in order to do all the things and if we are not rested and we're sleep deprived I mean it's there's a reason it's a form of bloody torture right so definitely that's an amazing last one last but not least yes yeah so yeah for me I definitely go through phases where I just need to and yeah it works for me not for everyone but I think a good one if you can Mm. so let's so we've talked about your self-care sanctuary you also have a podcast it's on a bit of a hiatus just now people to catch up on though right oh sure there's 39 episodes there and like lots of I recently brought on one of my besties to co-host with me and it's just there's lots of chats 
about different self-care practices, gratitude, manifesting, but also like, you know, sleep, how we manage sleep, um, sleep training and breastfeeding, lots of different things to do with parenting and motherhood. Mm. And I just want to say, because I think it's important to note, when you say, like, when you talk about your the name of your, I guess, your brand, your account, Mamahood My Way, you're not talking about Mamahood Claire's Way, right? Absolutely not. No. It's, it's an empowering statement for you to kind of take on in your persona. So it's it's helping you do Mamahood your way. Um, but I guess my Instagram is my kind of brand, I guess. And it's, mm. it's me just sharing what I do. But I, at every point, it's about designing what's right and choosing what's right for you. Because we need to get to the point where we actually realise that what works for one doesn't for another and we get to decide how it looks for us what kind of mum we are how we parent like we we say this flippantly but I don't think we really get it yet where it's like we don't have to do it a certain way the good mother myth exists for sure but it's sort of it doesn't it's not fit for purpose anymore it's absolutely outdated that kind of sense of what a good mum quote unquote looks I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, so, so good. And, yeah, you can look all different ways with all different values and beliefs about what that looks like for you and your family. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for coming on. I just, oh, so much goodness in this episode. I can't wait for people to listen to it. I think they're going to get so much out of it. Um this probably won't be the end of us talking like this together. I don't think I, I think we'll be on each other's podcasts. Hopefully I know we've spoken in, at some, like, you know, I definitely see a future in us connecting in some way and doing something together for women. Mm, just it's, it's, there's power in coming together and collaborating and building community and having that village that we talk about, you know, and I feel that in as much in in what we're creating, like what we're birthing into the world, as as much as how we support each other as mums. So yeah, I'd love to to chat more, Courtney. Um, and thanks so much for having me. No worries. Thanks for whoa, it's just coming pouring down with rain. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it so much. You're a legend. I really encourage everyone to give Claire's podcast a listen and to give her a follow on Instagram. You will just get a wealth of knowledge from everything that she shares. Thanks, babe. No worries. See ya. See ya. Bye. The Hey There Sunshine podcast acknowledges that we are recording on the traditional country of the Ghana people of the Adelaide Plains and pay respect to elders past, present and emerging. We recognise and respect their cultural heritage beliefs and relationship with the land. We acknowledge that they are of continuing importance to the Ghana people living today. And we also extend that respect to other Aboriginal language groups and other First Nations peoples.